0: <laughs> Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Memory Labs podcast. My name is Tim, and I'd first of all like to apologize for last week's podcast. We're gonna... so is
1: that it? Alright, just... oh, my name's Jinji.
2: And I'm Tyson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're just a little uh, plussed a little bit, because we're on video for the first time this week.
2: Woo! Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. We'll find out if it actually gets uploaded or not at yeah. a later date. Yeah, we, we decide. Well, it's going be... to be the same thing as the usual videos where podcast will go up tonight, and then the video will go up by tomorrow night. So, it just basically... It'll take a little longer for this video, because it's going to take longer, because it might be in 1080p, it might be in 720p, we'll see, whichever one is manageable, because it's going to be a long one, so... That's right. The usual podcast length. (laughs) But yeah.
2: That's fair. So, what are we talking about today, gentlemen? So... Last week, I believe we were asked what decks we expected to see in Standard moving forward. Uh-huh. And what we thought some of the breakout decks were going to be. Right. And I believe multiples of us said White Red was looking really strong and going to break out. Yes. It hasn't had good mana for a while. Its best land was, like, Needle Spires. But now we've got, like, the Red Light Fastland and Aether Hub and stuff like that. <laughs> Which, Aether Hub? Aether Hub has really shown
0: up as a, a crazy land. Yeah, like, it's oh, just super sweet. valuable. It it makes uh, converge a lot easier to do in any deck.
1: Yeah, it has uh, its benefits for a converge. It also, like if you're playing in an Eldrazi deck, you can get your colorless mana off of it while mm-hmm. still fixing your mana. Yep, which is something important. And we it's lost an the, unta- um yep. the what are they the pain lands? Yes. Since we lost the pain lands, we have that now.
2: It's also an untapped dual land, tri land, quad land, five color land, Ten-to land. Like, it literally taps for all six colors of magic just by coming down. Mm-hmm. It can only do that once if you're using it for a color, unless you get more energy, but that is super strong and something that I don't think a lot of people will notice and acknowledge, if we're going to be honest. I, I yes. think a
0: lot of people are using energy, but the people that are using energy are the ones that are trying to do silly combos off of it, like the... Uh, the thing that lets the, you look at the top six. Yeah, yeah, the other works marvel. That's what I was trying to come up with. That <clears throat> stupid thing.
1: But, like, the thing is, you're playing this thing mainly just for that one color mana to fix you. Yeah. Like, you're not looking to use it for colored mana throughout the full game. You're looking for just, on this turn, I need red or I need white, whatever color.
0: Right. However, you can build around building up energy for
2: a converged win condition. This is true. So. Oh, can we can we still bring to light? <gasps> exactly. <laughs> okay. A lot of us said red-white was going to be a breakout deck of the format. And here I am looking at the top eight of the Star City Games Open that happened the day after the set released. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how many wide Right decks do we have here? Five. Five. on. Seems um, like, a, uh, like a pretty good number. Well, out of the 32 decks... Um, the top
0: 32. Six, seven, eight... Nine, ten, eleven. Eleven Boros decks out of 32.
2: So... It's a third of the top thirty-two, it's over half of the top eight.
1: And for this being the like the first week that this sets out, that's huge.
2: It's Um, also about what I expected. mm -hmm. White like red aggressive decks are notoriously good week one, because people are still trying to figure out cards or figuring out what they really want to do. Right. But the thing that is even more impressive to me is how many smugglers copters are in our top eight. Yeah. So I guys, how many, how many total copies of Smuggler Copter, Smuggler's Copter are played across our top eight? There can be up to 32 copies. Ginger, how many copies of Smuggler's Copter do you think are in our top eight? Uh,
1: what's four times five, 20? Tim, what about you? Uh, oh no, Well, I'm looking Green Green at Black them right there, now, and uh, they're Black, all Black, in the exact bro. same
0: no. place in the list, so I just don't have to move my eyes at all to tell you that there are 32 copies of Smuggler's Copters. There's all 32.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of the top eight decks played four Smuggler's Copters. Yep, main board, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I'm mainly anyway, looking at that card in spoilers. I did not think that card was that good. I thought it was good. I didn't realize it was going to be this good. So... For anybody that's unfamiliar with Smuggler's Copter, I believe we talked about it for a bit, anyhow, in the uh, past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. But it was a good card. It was going to be one of our big breakout cards, just because, like, crew's really strong. Yeah. Smuggler's Copter is a two-mana artifact vehicle. It's a 3-3 whenever it's crewed. Its crew is one. And then it has flying, so it's got evasion on top of everything else. Like, it's already got an aggressive body at two. Then it flies, so it has evasion. Plus, whenever it attacks or blocks, or blocks,
0: you so can if you di- give
2: it vigilance, you're <laughs> yeah. Or you know, it's sick. The turn it comes down, you use it to block something your opponent's swing with. Yep. You can draw a card, and if you do discard a card, mm-hmm. this thing does everything. So
1: it dodges removal as well because it it's-
2: dodges sorcery speed removal. Um. The green decks that we're playing this, we're playing Blossoming Defense, which I think is really, really good. What is that thing? <laughs> the green instant that gives it plus two, plus two, and hexproof until end of turn. Mm. Okay. Um, it's like, this card's just really good. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised that Green Black Delirium is hanging out as well as it did. Because, oh, I'm not. Well, the I'm loss not. of Language is big for that deck. It is, yeah.
0: yes, but it's not insurmountable.
2: I mean, but it still has it its It's really rough, though.
0: It still has... Let's see what we got here. We'll just look at the... Here, we got Grasp of Darkness. Uh, Liliana can serve as a removal. They've got Deadweight in the board. Ruinous Path in the board to the slaughter to transgress the mind. Like, they still have ways to deal with things. It's just not if the board gets incredibly wide because... Oh, what the hell is it? Flaying Tendrils is actual garbage
2: now. Yeah, Flaying Tendrils only does two. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I'm going to talk about the success of these white-red aggressive decks... Um, a large portion of their su- success is attributable to Smuggler's Copter. Yeah. Yeah. The reason for that being it's a 3-3 three, three for two. It has evasion. So the only way to really block it is with another Smuggler's Copter. But this deck, like vehicles allow these decks to overcommit. Yeah. Because sick creatures can crew vehicles. Mm-hmm. So let's say I go like Term 1. Uh, a lot of the decks actually go Term 1 Toolcraft Exemplar. Mm-hmm. Turn 2, Smuggler's Copter, beat for 3. Mm-hmm. Turn 3, play a Thraven Inspector, uh-huh. or a Pia and Kieran, or a uh, Pia and Alar, not Pia and Kieran.
0: Yeah, Kieran's super dead. And yeah. Pia and Kieran, that card was an origin, so it's gone.
2: Yeah. So you, they either play turn 3, Pia and Lar or a Thraven Inspector, plus another 2-drop. Uh-huh. Use either the sur- the Thopter token created by, Pira, by Pia, or the thraven Inspector to crew the copter and get him for six that turn.
0: Oh, that counts on power, not converted mana cost. Yeah, so, Yeah, that
2: works. Yeah.
0: It's a merge that counts on the mana cost. Yep. Correct.
2: Yeah. Yeah, crew's really good. Yeah. So, before... really strong. Before, like, when these strong. decks were punishable by, like, you know, Borb when they overcommit, they can just overcommit keep fixing their hand with these Smuggler's Copters, mm-hmm. and then just play their next creature, crew the Smuggler's Copter, and continue to fix their hand without missing a beat. Well, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: also the thing is, if these things, they if they do kind of run out, like they just get a bunch of lands in their hands, they can crew with their Dapalas and then yep. fix
2: their hands. So Dapala is actually a card that I don't think is in too many of our top lists, which surprises no. me a little. So first place played three Dapalas. Yeah. Uh, do one of you guys want to talk about T'Bala real quick while I pull up the numbers of Depala's in the top five list there? Well,
1: I, I know that she's, what, uh, colorless red and white for a 2-3? I believe she's a 3-3. Three, 2-3 three. Three or 3-3. Three, three. Hold up. Let me just pull her up.
0: Let's <coughs> yeah. talk about it. Colorless red, white, legendary creature, dwarf pilot. Other dwarves you control get plus one, plus one. Each vehicle you control gets one, plus, plus one, as long as it's a creature. Whenever Depala pilot exemplar becomes tapped you may pay x if you do reveal the top x cards of your library put all dwarf and vehicle cards from among them into your hand then put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order Ooh. oh wait a second <laughs>
2: so Did you guys lose track our, of what you're doing there of our decks that are red white only three of them are playing depala Two of them are playing her as a four of, and the one that actually won the thing was playing her as a three of. Yeah. So, another thing that these you know, red-white vehicle-oriented decks can do is they drop their turn one Toolcraft Exemplar. Their turn two Scooter hit for three. Turn three, they dropped Apollo, used Apollo to crew the Copter, Mm -hmm. and then get him for eight. Because both of those things get plus one, plus one. Uh, Just counting
1: the things that... We'll be getting plus one plus one from the Dapala. Fullcraft, cool exemplar, veteran motorists in any of the uh, vehicles.
0: See smuggler's copter is why it's nice that Grasp of Darkness is an instant. Yes. Screw this, kill it. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like even the- with Dapala it's dead.
2: Yeah. This is correct. Because it gets minus four, minus four until the end of the turn. Mm-hmm. I had to think so, about that
1: for a second. Like, mm-hmm. Wait a second. Mm-hmm.
2: So I will say one thing that surprises me a little about these decks, and I think this is going to change moving forward, especially as you know we see vehicles and Smuggler's Copter specifically becoming more and more relevant in the future. Yeah. I think... So <coughs> most of the red-whitelists are playing four Stone and two Harness Lightning. And I think a lot of those are going to move to four Harness Lightning and two Deccan Stone, which actually, one of the lists actually is.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at one right now. It's one Deccan Stone and, and four Harness, harness lightning.
2: lightning. Yeah, yeah, he's the only one on <laughs> four Harness lightnings.
0: And then the two server expeditions. Ah, uh,
2: wow, well, never mind. Fifth place also is on four Harness Lightning, four Deccan Stone. He's well, a little a removal. He's a little deeper than I think he <laughs> needs to be on that.
1: Well, he's also playing the Garrison and stuff, too.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's Red White Humans, so he's yeah. a little different than our other list that we were talking about. But even he, again, is on four Smuggler's Copter.
0: Holy shit.
1: I mean, the card's just good. Yeah, um, the card
0: is super
2: powerful. Yeah. Especially for the decks that want to try to fix their mana and everything. So, with that being said, while I'm looking at this humans list, I want to talk about a card that I think is going to see a yes. ton of play moving forward, especially now that a thing in it's deck's way of recovery. Thalia, Heretic Cathar, is going to help to stop vehicles from being so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If like, you, know, you can find room for it in your deck, it will help to win the mirror match. And a card for decks that don't want to play a lot of creatures, which, like I've told everybody, I'm playing Just Guy Control moving forward. I actually got to test against uh, the first place list, so prox- like made it, and he and I tested a couple games. Um, the matchup is not as good as I thought it was going to be for me, but it's definitely in my favor still. Yeah. Um, my theory behind it was. I have Blessed Alliance, they don't get to attack with a lot of creatures, so often I'm going to catch their Smuggler's Copter and other stuff that I want to catch, Yeah, Yeah. which is actually what happens. Well, Um, because
1: they're using the stuff that they don't want to attack with to crew the copter.
2: Exactly. So I'm getting all of their biggest, best threats, so to speak. I'm getting, you know, his Toolcraft Exemplars, his Smuggler Copters, stuff like that. I'm not catching, you know, random chaff like Raven Inspector as an example. See... I'm actually considering because, like, oh, I like I like you really doing good.
0: Soul tie control, mm-hmm. but the problem is like, Eldrazi and vehicles. Like, I can handle vehicles to a point, but it can get overwhelming for me. I've actually been thinking about either Jund or Abzan, and I forgot that Thalia Herald. The Thalia card Thal- was a card, and that with Declaration in Stone kind of tells me I should probably go the Junk route.
2: Um, another thing I and get to do works. Mm-hmm. while being in Jeskai. And I expect Jeskai deck. Like, I think that this deck is legit. I don't get to travel much. I realistically believe if I got to go to one of these things, I could do well with this list. Yeah. Yeah, it does so, look very powerful. So, my Jeskai control list has three Nahiris. Yeah. On top of being able to, you know, just bless Alliance off their good attackers, yeah. I can also Nahiri most of them out of a game.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not... like. Say they're playing it safe and they're crewing whatever with a Tapala. you can also just Nahiri the Tapala because it's tapped now. Correct. Which is just, like, they turn three, Nepala to crew a Copter. Turn four on your turn, you play a Nahiri, give her the Tapala. now they might not be able to crew anymore.
2: That or they can't attack as effectively because yeah. they have to play something else. And at the point where they commit something else, on turn five, I can either cast Fumigate or if I hit it on three, I can cast Radial. Oh, also, you get Fumigate if you play Junk. That's
0: true. <coughs> yeah. Fumigate, Fumigate with Colotoss
2: seems pretty good. Fumigate has proven to be a surprisingly effective card um, against that deck. Just because you get to start grinding them out, and they just run out of creatures to crew with. Yeah. So I'm on five Borb Wipes. I'm on two Radiant Flames, three Fumigates. Yeah. But I'm also on four Revolutionary Rebuffs. Um, four anticipate, so I've got a bunch of early interaction, you know, four scattered to the winds. So I get to play on curve with these guys mm-hmm. and cast spells alongside them and find what I need, depending on how the game shapes out or what I got to do. See, obviously, I'm not going to revolutionary rebuff a smuggler's copter, yeah. But when they go to cast Apollo on three, if I don't have the board wipe, I'm just like, hey, nope,
0: yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm kind of worried about is losing my anticipates and losing some of my answers, where then I'll just lose anticipate, negate, and the big one, Elder Deep Fiend.
2: So why don't you just play Asper? Mm, could do that. Because then You then I get lose... Kali Toss, you get Fumigate, you get Anticipate, Negate, Deep Fried. Then I lose uh, Ishkana. I lose... What else do I
0: play in green that I'm going to end up losing if I do uh, that? The, the tune with Aether. Yeah, tune with Aether. That's a big deal. Because that, that keeps my other hubs alive.
2: I mean, you've well, got... Well, it thins
0: my deck, too. That's also the big you've thing. You've got
2: Glimmer of Genius. You've got Live Fast. You've got Die Young. Yeah. I mean, live
0: fast is actually You can play uh,
2: Demon of Secret Schemes. That's a really good black card. What is that thing you though?
0: The three black and three one? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, Kreider was talking about the that The Flaying one.
2: Tendrils to make energy? Yeah. Does it exile them? No, it just kills them.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's a lot better, because that's why I felt like Flaying Tendrils was a non-bow with Kali Toss. So, that's actually a lot better, because my deck makes a lot of black mana. Like, that's its core color, obviously. So,
2: so anyhow. On our top eight list instead of what we think the format's going to shake out to be. Obviously, five people are playing wet, right? Blah, 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 blah. Five people are playing a red, white. They're playing very aggressive lists. Smuggler's Copter is a great card to have in these decks. Just to have in a deck in general if you have creatures, if we're going to be honest.
0: Yeah.
2: And it put up results. Again, five of our top eight. Not a whole lot of variance in the lists. Three of them are vehicles, one's aggro, one's humans. So I'm not going to bother going too much over the differences and things of that nature in the list, but I will go through the first place list and we can talk about that for a bit. So he's on four Selfless Spirit, four Thraven Inspector, four Toolcraft Exemplar, four Veteran Motorist, three Dapala Pilot Exemplar, Mm -hmm. two Pia three Feet... 3 Fleet Wheel Cruiser, 4 Smuggler's Copter, 2 Harness Lightning, 2 Sky Sovereign, Console Flagship, and 4 Deccan Stone. On top of that, he has 24 lands, 6 mountains, 10 plains, 4 Inspiring Vantage, 4 Needle Spires. So we are talking about Aether Hub being a good duel to help fix mana. Yeah. I'm a little surprised not to see it in this list, but at the same time, I can understand.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's two colors. He has everything he needs already. Right.
2: He's got the <coughs> 4 Inspiring Vantage and the 4 Needle Spires. So he's yeah. already got 8 duels. He does want to be playing on Curve. I think I would like to see it over, like, I wouldn't want to see it over the Needle Spires, but I wouldn't mind seeing it alongside them as well. Mm. Like, it could replace, I want to say it could replace four of the planes, but at the same time, it technically I'd say maybe, like, one Needle Spire and then some number of the planes. Well, here's the other thing I like about playing Aether Hub in this list. So, Smuggler's Copters are going to be soft to Archangel avison. If he plays the Aether Hub, holds that energy, whenever he casts his Harness Lightning as long as he uses a mountain or another red source that isn't Aether Hub, he can actually tag that Archangel Avison with the Harness Lightning. That's
1: true. Which I feel like a lot of the decks that are using like one or two energy cards aren't getting the full benefit of these cards because they're not built around energy. Like this is a 2 mana instant speed removal spell that if you're built around energy can kill
2: anything. It can kill a lot more, but the thing is, these decks are in the market for lightning strike, <coughs> and they don't mind playing that as it. I guess that's fair.
0: See, I have a, I have a problem with harness lightning, and that is it deals damage, <laughs> not minus counters. Well, um, well, I mean, that's where da Young comes yeah, in, but yeah. da Young's a
2: sorcerer. Yeah. Harness lightning catches enemy smugglers' copters, so it's good there. Yep. Um, again, if you have the extra energy. You can tag a Archangel Avacyn or something like that. Yeah. So I feel like there's some merit to playing Aether Hub in the deck, but at the same time, these guys put up numbers. I haven't played in one of these things in a while. I can't say that there's not a reason for not doing it. Yeah. Red White's not exactly my forte. Agree? Like, aggressive decks are not where I like playing Magic, but I will play them if I absolutely have to.
0: Right.
1: I mean, if it's, if, like, say you're going to an open and you just want to crush it. Just play whatever the best deck is, and just not even look back.
2: And you want to get reps in with this. Yeah, I mean, you you want to play the best deck. but you have to
0: know what you're doing whenever you're playing that deck. You have to... Because, like, yeah, you can see cards from their face value with how good they are, but after you mess around with them a little bit, that's when you get a feel for... Yeah.
1: Like, you have to know what the format is, and you have to know what you're looking out for. But if you're playing something you brood, you're not going to do nearly as well as... Like, unless, you know, you're... You've played with it, you've... Seen whatever you need to look out for.
0: Yeah, the yeah, other
2: works Marvel. But like this is this for. is already
1: <laughs> tested by what eleven people in the top thirty-two that this deck is good.
2: And one of them, is, well, this one specifically, was played by Chris Van Meter. He's CVM. Yeah, I believe he's a pro player. I can't remember off the top of my head. I think he is still. He does um, He does coverage team? for Star City Games from time to time. So, like, he's not some random nobody that just happened to get lucky on breakout week. He played this a lot against people that know what they're doing. Because once you become a pro, you become friends with other pros. So, right. your friend group is, like, you know, Pat Sullivan, Cedric Phillips, Brad Nelson, Brian Bronduin. Like, BBD and CVM are actually really good friends. They yeah. did the uh, they did BBD the series for a while. Yeah, BBD. Yeah. Oh, Brian BBD. Bronduin. Yeah. I thought you said BVD. In which no, case... BBD. Okay. Ryan Bronduin and CVM are, like, as far as I know, very close friends. Because they did the beard mat thing.
1: Yeah, and they also they did the SCG, uh versus series for a while together.
2: Yeah, so like, it's not like they're random nobodies that you're testing with in your local friend group. Yeah. Like, these are guys that know what they're doing. They know what's up. They know small interactions that'll catch people off guard and be like, oh, I didn't realize that would happen when this happens. Right. And also, since these guys
1: are pros, they're all looking at, say, different archetypes and, like, since maybe they all want to play aggressive or, like, they all have their own different niches, I guess I would say, um, like, they will better prepare themselves for the format against these people. Because it's like not... Everybody's like, I just want to play red-white vehicles. This is what my full player group playing this, this we're not prepared for anything else other than this deck.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I want to move on to the sideboard. because This card is a absolutely adorable sideboard card and I love that this is tech. Okay. Card sweet. <laughs> oh
0: Jesus, that guy. So, yeah.
2: in the sideboard of these decks, we have 3 Weaver of Lightning, 4 Galvanic Bombardment, two Skywailers shot, four Gideon, now I have Zendikar, and two Fragmentize. So there's a couple new cards here. Fragmentize is a new card, Skywheeler shot's a new card, but everything else is from previous standards. Skywheeler shot one mana. No, it's two. Three. Oh. (laughs) So Weaver of Lightning is a card that I think is absolutely hilarious that this is a breakout card. He's two and a red, creature, human, shaman. Reach. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Weaver of Lightning deals one damage to target creature and opponent controls. So the funny thing is he just reaches up and grabs down other Smuggler's Copters. Yeah. Because he's a 1-4, so he can block up multiple turns. And then as you cast, you know, your Declarations and Stones, your Hardness Lightnings, other stuff that you have in your sideboard, because these decks pick up a lot more instants and sorceries in their sideboard. Yeah. They pick up four Galvanic Pop Armids, two skywalker shot, and two Fragmentize, So that's four, six, eight more ways to untap this Weaver of Lightning if they board all that stuff in, which admittedly I don't think you ever board this 11 cards in. This thing doesn't
1: tap, Why well, you say untap it?
2: Uh, yeah, was you're thinking, thinking of, of Thermo Alchemist. Yeah. Whenever you cast an Innistory Sorcery, this thing deals uh, one so damage to a target creature and opponent controls. So it's basically a worst gutter snipe. Well, it only hits creatures, and it's good at blocking Smuggler's Copter. So yeah. that depends on where you feel about what it needs to do. Yeah. I think this card's great. If you cast an instant or sorcery, odds are pretty good that you can cast another one. So you can take out multiple creatures while killing a Smuggler's Copter if you blocked with this thing. Yeah. Um, well, like you can... You can cast an bombardment on something. You can cast a Skywalker shot on something, and then you can have it deal two to the Smuggler's Copter it's blocking and have it deal the third damage. Yeah. Um, a card that I think we're going to see a lot more of, which, admittedly, I wish it was an instant, but that's just me personally, because I'm greedy and I don't want to tap out on my turn ever. Yeah. So yeah,
1: <laughs> I agree with you. Over the that, that's why I switched I want this thing from, to be an uh, instant.
0: That's why I switched from Live Fast to Succumb to Temptation, because... Uh, that energy gain's great for EtherHub, but you'd say it was tempting. No. See, now that we can <laughs> see this, I'm gonna go ahead and place these right here and go.
2: Except I think your head's off the screen.
0: Is it? Just barely. No. Mm. Which You're means... like it's half on.
2: Oh, good. <laughs> Which means this video is gonna be completely unusable. Mm. Ow. Maybe. Well, I mean, Ginger gets the most FaceTime, so take that as you will.
0: Oh yeah, we we need to adjust accordingly. This was a slap together job. Anyways. Anyhow,
2: Fragmentize is a white sorcery, destroy target artifact or enchantment card with CMC 4 or less. So this is really good at taking out most of the vehicles in the format. It catches the fleet wheel cruisers, it catches the smugglers, copters. The only thing it really doesn't catch that we're looking to get is Sky Sovereign.
1: Yeah, which is big on its own, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, Sky Sovereign can be massive. Sky Sovereign can be up to an 8-7. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
0: How are you going to so, deal with that, Tim? Uh, negate it.
1: I mean, what if you can't?
0: Why wouldn't I be able to? If I if I know it's I coming, know. I'm going to wait for it. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's like, oh, you he's got five mana. He's going to Sky Sovereign. I better have this Negate on hand and the mana for it. Anyways,
1: um, so I think we pretty much went over this deck.
2: Yeah, I, well, I mean, that oh. means we basically covered five of the top eight. Yeah. But, um, another card is Skywiller Shot. Somebody was asking me if I thought this thing was going to see more play and if Vehicles keeps the popularity, because a lot of these things are three on the front side. Um, there's a strong possibility that it will. Skywiller Shot is two and a white for an instant. Destroy target creature with power three or greater scry one i like that i like that like there is a lot that gets more than three on the front yep like it catches the veteran motorist it catches the depala it catches the toolcraft exemplar if there's an artifact out it catches the
1: smuggler copter if you have a depala it catches the smuggler's copter oh anyways yeah Yeah. never mind
2: Yep. catches the fleetwell cruiser if it comes out. it catches
1: everything in the stack other than selfless spirit the Raven Tor- um, Inspector and the Pia.
2: Yeah. So it's just a good catch-all, so to speak, because a lot of cards are more than three on the front. So the card to watch out for if you're playing in this deck is Selfless Spirit. Make sure that you know what Selfless Spirit does. If they have it, know that they can just sack it at will. Yeah.
1: Uh, something that I actually saw today, I was watching the Versus series on Star City. Um, if you try to harness Lightning as Selfless Spirit... You don't get the energy from, this, uh, from the Harness Lightning.
2: Choose Stargard creature, you get three mana.
1: Because you go to choose the Selfless Spirit. You fizzle.
2: Yep. That's cute. Oh boy.
1: So make sure to look out for that. <laughs> if you just want the energy for something else. Um. There's a way to fizzle it. If you are playing this deck anyways. Also, you're bear
0: in mind, uh, Selfless Spirit doesn't stop Grasp of Darkness.
2: Correct. Uh, no. Selfless Spirit will not stop state-based actions, which is a creature's toughness hitting zero by, you know, getting negative-negative...
0: Ten negative tendrils. ...until end of turn. So like, uh, The entrance of whatever the demon was we were talking about earlier.
2: Yep. Grasp of Darkness. Yeah. It will not tear it from that. No. So that means we have another three decks to go over because you know five of them are basically covered by going over the first list. There's some small vari- variants between the vehicles list, and then there's more variants as you go to humans and aggro. So depending on how much time we have, we'll touch on humans and aggro more if we can. But I really want to talk about grixis emerge this of course is so you know. good well first off it's the second place deck so we have to give it its merit yeah
0: um
2: it also has a lot of interactions that i think are really good in the current standard um so it's called grixis emerge but really it's grixis zombies with elder deep fiend and wretched griff yeah like it's got four elder deep fiend i'll go through the list actually did you read this list i read the last uh one. four
1: scrappy scrap heap scroungers two crypt breakers Four Elder Deep Fiend, four Haunted Dead, four Insolent Neonite, four Prize Amalgams, two RetroGrips. For the spells, we got two Perpetual Timepiece, four Smuggler's Copter, three Cosmic Return, four Cathartic Reunion, and for the lands, we got twenty or we have twenty-three lands: two Islands, three Mountains, one Swamp, four Evolving Wilds, three Singing four Swirling Marshes, three Spire Bluff Canals, and three Sunken Hollows.
0: See, I really like this because it has the uh, Prized Amalgam Scrap Heap Scrounger uh, combo with Haunted Dead thrown in there, which I didn't know existed. So,
1: Tim. Yo. Think about this. Okay. You cast uh, Cathartic Reunion mm-hmm. and you discard two cards. Yeah. One of them being a Prized Amalgam, the other one being a Scrap Heap Scrounger. Uh huh. And you draw three cards. Uh huh. And then you buy back your Scrap Heap Scrounger.
0: Yep, and then on your the end step, your Prized Amalgam comes back.
1: That feels really good. Also, you can, you can pitch your Haunted Dead and something else and then draw three cards.
2: It's sweet. Here's an important card to note, and I'm saying that this is an important card in case you don't know uh, Modern, if you haven't played against the Dredge deck that popped up in Modern. So it largely took off because Insolent Neonate is absolutely ridiculous. Um, Insolent Neonate is not quite as ridiculous in this this deck. But it can crew your Smuggler's Copter. (laughs) Beyond crewing your Smuggler's Copter, you can discard your Scrap Heap Scrounger to it if you already have a prize Amalgam in the yard by sacrificing this to discard your Scrounger. Yeah, and then you, you draw just a card, exile this. And then you exile your Neonate to your Scrounger to get back your, um, amalgam. your amalgam and your Scrounger. Yeah. So that's a, a lot of power. For there's lot Not a lot graveyard of graveyard-based
1: right. interaction. But the, the funny thing is, since this thing's playing Perpetual Timepiece, the more people play in this deck, the less powerful it's going to be. Uh, how do you figure? Because you can exile Perpetual time, Timepiece, shuffle any number of target cards.
2: Oh, it's from yours. Never mind. I lied. So, Ginger's bad at magic. And yeah, does is. not read cards. I don't. So, Perpetual Timepiece is incredibly relevant, and I'm going to tell you why now. There's a card called Shriekhorn that's one mana, and it sees a lot of play in the modern one. Tap it, remove a counter from Shriekhorn, target player takes the top two cards of their library and puts them into the graveyard. This is filling the Shriekhorn role in standard. You take the top two cards of your deck, flip them into your graveyard. Then you can go and discard two cards to get back your Haunted Den and your Prized Amalgam or something you just dropped into there. So what is of note is, I believe I mentioned it before whenever I was talking about Scrap Heap Scrounger last week or the week before. Mm -hmm. Whenever your opponent goes past turn, you want to stop them and go when you pass priority during second main phase. And then activate your Scrap Heap, scrounger, your Haunted Dead, things like that. Yep. Because then you're getting your prized amalgam at their end step so it can attack whenever it comes yep. back to your turn cycle. Yep. So you always, mm-hmm. always, always want to make sure that you slow your opponent down if they're like, "land, do this, go. Because, make sure you stop them.
0: Yeah, because it's always a, uh, a reflex to be like, on your end step. No, because that doesn't work because you won't get your prized amalgam back until your end step. So you have to get it done on their main phase. That way, on the next end step, you get your prized amalgam. And like you said, you get to
2: use it on the next But
1: the thing is, though, if you do it on, what is it, their main phase, they can still respond to it with sorceries.
2: Correct, because they'll get priority again. So if you do do it, they can be like, all right, well, now I'm going to Radiant Flames. Sure, you're losing your scrap heap scrounger. You paid too many eggs out of car from your graveyard. But then you hit the end step again, and lo and behold, here's this prized amalgam still.
0: In fact, then you could, if you have another creature to exile the prized amalgam, do it then, too. Yep. Because you don't... Because you get back your Scrap Heap Scrounger anyway, and you don't have to worry about getting the prized amalgam back. Yeah, because it you has get, a delay
1: trigger
2: on it. Because you
0: get, what, any number of them back for doing that? or yep. Just one. You can
2: get all of your prized amalgams back for any card coming back.
0: Ugh! And to think, this uh, this card was in standard with Death Deathmist Raptor.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it was too hard to play a Soul Tide deck with the mana base. Mm-hmm.
0: Not now, not now. If it were, if if the rotation didn't happen the way it did,
2: that'd be pretty gross. So, that's a handful of the interactions that's important to note for this deck. Perpetual Timepiece is really good. If you end up thinking you're gonna deck out from like playing too many of your uh, Cathartic Reunions, your Cathartic Reunions, drawing too many cards off your Crypt Breakers, drawing a bunch off your retro Grips, things like that. You can just go and shuffle the cards back in that are good that you want to yeah, draw. Yeah, whatever.
1: Any number of target cards. Yep. So, like, you can just put all gas back and just be like, whatever.
2: Um, another thing that's really good about this deck, and I actually... It's something that I'm sure was built intentionally into it, is that they can discard their coslix returns to, like, you know, Cathartic Reunion, Haunted Dead, etc. Smuggler's and then, Comptor. Yeah, yeah. You can start a Copter. And then you can go and emerge, like, your haunted dead from for your Elder Deep Fiend or your Wretched Griff for paying three or four mana to do this. So you'll be able to wipe your opponent's board for five damage and middle you lose your stuff too. But then you can just, you know, buy back your haunted dead that you sacked off and get back your Piesed Amalgams and stuff like that. There's a lot of synergies in this deck, and until we have like some really good graveyard hate because I can't think of any offhand, I haven't looked too hard for it. I'm not too terribly afraid of the deck. Um, until we get more great, like some good graveyard hate, this deck could turn into a really big nuisance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Because, like, your plan is if I'm playing against Emerge or whatever, I get up to the point where I can just get rid of all of their threats with a fumigate and then stop their Eldrazi from happening yep. with this. You can fumigate. But they're just going to buy back their threats anyways and it just keep cycling. So, like, you can't just board wipe this thing once and just call it done.
0: See, you know what's great about this one? toss. You use toss. You exile their shit when you remove it from the battlefield. You don't mess, mess around with that removing shit. You exile it, and you get the zombies for doing it. Correct. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Why don't He's you play the best that we have. Huh? So why don't you
2: play a crit breaker along with your colleague, Doc? Crit
0: breaker. Let me see here.
2: He's the black mana one, one. Uh-huh. 1 and a black discard a card, get a two two zombie, yep. tap three zombies, draw a card, lose a life. Uh, I really don't. I really to- don't need the card draw. Tell me you don't want it, though.
0: That'd be fun. I don't want it. To be fair, because my one drop is pretty much a tune the aether or maybe harsh scrutiny, depending on <laughs> what build I get in my final form there. But it's usually, it's usually a Tune the Aether I'm going for. Because with that deck, I've started with a one-land hand as a joke. Because every time I played it with 24 lands in it, I got flooded every single time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm reducing this to 22 lands. I want to see what happens. Open my first hand, one-land hand. And I'm like, you know what? There's an attuned aether here. Let's see what happens. I had my buddy there, the guy I was playing against, and me and this buddy over here were laughing our asses off the whole time and how pissed (laughs) off I was getting because I kept pulling into those lands and still getting gas because I had, like, Anticipates and my draw cards and stuff like that. And since then, it's been tuned, so now it's even more ridiculous. I missed one land drop that game, and it was the turn before the turn I won.
2: Let's think about that a second. (laughs) So Tim shuffles poorly, got it. Oh yeah. Jesus. No statistics. Onto on the sideboard for this deck. Ginger, read us away.
1: Two distended mindbenders, three invasive surgery, one cause Return, two lightning axe, two summary dismissal, two Liliana The Last Hope, and three collective brutalities.
0: I'm gonna say this right now. Turn one invasive surgery is my worst nightmare. It really is. It's a little invasive. Well, considering I always want to start with a tune the Aether, which gives me my next mana and my two energy, that will kill me. And that will kill a lot of decks. Card's good. Yeah. Especially in this deck.
2: Yep. That's why I'm, I've got to highlight it highlighted. So Ginger's talking about Collective Brutality, because oh, yeah. you guys can't see the screen that I can. Yeah. Collective Brutality is a card that I said was going to be very good for a very long time. It's now like a 4 or $5 card, so I do not feel ashamed for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's pretty good. Powerful, powerful. It's a one in a black. It's a sorcery. Escalate, discard a card. Think this deck might want to discard a card or two? Maybe. Meh. Nah. Uh, I've seen somewhere that it might want to a uh, time it <laughs> two. Get move on! <laughs> Target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose an instant or sorcery card from it. That player discards that card. So you've got a pseudo duress. Because it can't hit planeswalkers. It can't hit enchantments, artifacts, etc. Yeah, we don't so have, have duress like, right now. You yeah, know? you've got like a mini duress in Collective Brutality. But we do target have our creature scrutiny, gets minus so. 2, minus 2 until end of turn, so you can go and nab some little... You know, you can hit <coughs> Toolcraft Exemplars when they're not big. You can, uh, tag... you can hit them even if they are big. Yeah, but they're bi- only big on your opponent's turn during combat. Yeah. Because like, it's a start of combat trigger yeah. for the Exemplars when it becomes a 3-2. So, target creature gets minus 2, minus 2 until end of turn. This can take out a handful Thalia. of things. It can kill Thalia, it can kill Scrap Heap Scrounger. it can kill other Crypt Breakers, Toolcraft Exemplars, Thraven Inspectors. There's not, uh, kills Veteran Motorists. There's not a lot that this card won't actually kill in the format that's in, like, these tier aggressive decks that are super popular right now. You put that alongside the Liliana, and there's next to nothing it won't kill.
0: Actually, depending on the type of the way your opponent decides, because, like, you can play aggro and still play very defensively. Like if your opponent decides it wants to crew vehicles defensively, you can kill them that way too, because that's an end of turn thing.
2: Correct. So they'd have damage marked if they blocked, and then you can give them minus two, minus two.
0: Yep. No, that smuggler's copter looks real nice right about now. Yeah, because Um, you can play you can play the most aggressive deck you want, but you're still the kind of player you are. Which that actually reminds me now that you said that too. Yeah. Um something that you can do is if they go, like, say
1: they want to crew their smuggler's copter to block. Yeah. Like you can let them do that and then like don't activate your Liliana until the second main phase, because if they block with, like, a, a grown-up advocate against your 2-2... Two two, yeah. Then you can use this with the Liliana plus, or minus, is it a minus or it's plus? It's a plus. Plus, to kill the kill the advocate, then.
2: Yep. Yeah, so using Liliana main phase one is going to be discouraged, uh blocking, because it's just going to make blocks more ineffective. Using it during second main phase can be very useful in cleaning up kills, as Ginger just said. Yes. But the third mode of Collective Brutality is target opponent loses two life and you gain two life. So it can get you some life back. It can be that little bit of reach that this deck may need if your opponent's really low. So Collective Brutality is just a really good card, in my opinion. It's really flexible. It's great in this deck because this deck likes to have a lot of things in its graveyard. This lets you pitch them to the graveyard with little to no consequence. Actually, it gives you an upside for them.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that I'm actually looking about uh, looking at about this card, is, this thing literally every single mode, is good against red white vehicles.
0: Yep. You know what's funny? We have a lot of cards in our current standard that do that. Target opponent loses so much life, and you gain so much life.
1: Well, I mean, they want to make uh, Aether. What is it? Aether Reservoir. Really good. They want you to fireball people. Get out of here. I, I did yeah.
2: like the uh, four color reservoir deck, which is of note. <laughs> <laughs> I love that deck. I'm not gonna pull up the list. I'm not gonna go over it. But my God, my inner storm player! The fact that Caleb Shurer, yes, who's the guy that got the uh, Invitational Storm token, was the one playing it. So he pulled out his own token of himself. Was absolutely classic.
1: Yeah. Um, it looks. It looks weird. I'll say that. I don't know if I'm gonna say it looks good.
0: Oh man. (laughs) Oh man. Collective Brutality with Alms of the Vein, actually. Have three mana, play your Collective Brutality. Discard Alms of the Vein, pay it for its madness cost. Drain your opponent for five life and gain five life. For three mana? Yes. This is actually kind of a scurvy- Also on top of getting another mode. Yeah. So basically, you can you can destroy something or you can take something out Hey, and out of you're on the what? What? And you're playing Reservoir? You gain an additional three life. Oh my god. There are a ridiculous <laughs> amount of. You cards just gain eight years, life. Though. Like, what, what's the matter to you? Oh my god. Anywho.
2: Tim, would you like to read Green Black Delirium or Okay,
0: shall I? sure. I was, uh, actually, that's. Uh, Green Black Delirium, you said? Green I Black I Delirium? Delirium is on I want the third other place. place. Okay. The other one. Uh. Has uh, 23 lands in it, 4 Blooming Marsh, 7 Forests, 4 Hissing Quagmire, and 8 Swamp. 19 creatures, 4 Gnarlwood Dryad, 4 Grim Flayer, 2 Ishkana Graph Widow, 1 Noxious Gearhulk, 4 Sylvan Advocate, 2 Tireless Tracker, and 2 verdurous Gearhulk. 11 Instants and Sorceries, of which 3 are Grapple with the Past, 4 Grasp of Darkness, 4 Traverse the Olvenwald. 7 Other Spells, which are 3 Liliana onto the Last Hope, Jesus Christ. Four Smuggler's Copters, and that's the main board. And then, <laughs> and then for the sideboard, we have four Dead Weight, one Distended Mindbender, two Nissa Vital Force, which are really fun to play with, by the way. I, I stuck two of those in my deck to see what, and they're good. Two Ruinous Path, two to the Slaughter, and four Transgress the Mind. So, what? The synergy
1: is real. Where? Ruinous Path Awaken with a Nissa? Yeah. Oh,
0: oh. yeah. Yes.
2: Oh. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. So, <laughs> it's gross. Normally I don't jump into a sideboard right away, but I'm going to jump into this deck's sideboard is the first thing I do. Okay. Four Deadweight probably felt abysmal this week. Yeah. Sorcery Speed Removal is very, very bad when Vehicles is the deck to beat.
0: Yes, the only time I found Sorcery Speed Removal... Yeah, but
2: amendingly he got top three. Yeah.
0: You know yeah, but that but, doesn't mean he
2: was happy with those four dead
0: boys. Yeah, it doesn't mean he put them in at all. The only thing, the, the only sorcery speed removal he put in was probably Ruinous Path to get rid of Planeswalkers. So, I don't know which one he lost to in the top
2: two. Like one. Of the I don't know either. Like, I don't it, imagine either one's a very good match for him.
1: That is completely fair.
2: Um, like, I don't think he can deal with the recursive level... ...that the Grixis deck has, and I don't think he can deal with the aggression that the red-white one had.
1: I mean, Noxious Gearhawk's pretty good at dealing with that, though.
0: Ooh.
2: Hey. This is true. Hey. But Huh. If I decided to cut
0: blue, I think I just found my thing that... I, I didn't... I've always seen grapple with the past in these lists, but I never knew what it was. You never
2: looked at grapple before? No. I even have fun. them.
0: I have a bunch of them, and I think I found my thing to replace Anticipate if I cut blue. Because that would actually do it, because I do run Ishkana. So, I do want to get a Delirium eventually. So, I'm, I'm looking at this
1: and <laughs> thinking because of Noxious Gearhawk saying that, you know, a way to deal with the aggressive decks. You can just, you know, kill your own Ishkana or your own Advocate and gain 5 life. Uh-huh. It seems bad, but if you just need that 5 life to stabilize... It's
0: a possibility.
2: No, I don't think there's anything that really has reach in the format to warrant it. Like actually, you just to block.
0: You know what? Because of how fucking terrible this card is, I don't think you play terrible. Noxious Gear Hulk and have it destroy itself, since that's an ETB. It says event. another target creature. Does it? Oh, that's just now. Oh, well, the card's even worse. I don't actually think that card's that bad. As, as far as Gearhulks go, it's pretty bad. Oh yeah, it's probably Do you among see the, what the bottom other ones of are? the Gear Yes.
1: Yes. Like, yes. we have an 8-8 for 5 mana.
0: <laughs> yeah, we do. Like, in what world does this thing compare to that?
2: It doesn't. I, that's what I'm saying. Coach, Yeah, it's really good at killing the 8-8. That is yeah. good certain. <laughs> but so is... That's how it compares. So yes, hey, I'm still alive. You're so is not. Grasp of
0: Darkness in response to the ETB trigger. It's like, okay, kill it before it gets the counters. Well, Done. Done.
1: Well, you have to make sure they assign where the counters are going before you do it. So that way they don't... Like, say they have two creatures. If you do it in response to the trigger before they declare where they're going, you can say you want to kill the Gearhawk, and then they'll just put all four of them on the other thing.
0: On another thing, which is great, because so they're not getting... I know, um...
1: but you, they, they have to declare where they're putting the counters. Yeah. So you might as well let them do that. So no. that way if they want an 8-8... You can completely blow them out instead of having them put the four counters over here.
0: Well, it all depends on where they put the counters, but it doesn't yes. really matter because there's a pretty That's good chance. There's for. a pretty good chance I didn't let them have that other creature either. I run four. You grasp, never know. I generally get
2: them. So yeah, going back to this deck. Yeah, this deck's only real interaction is four grasp of darkness, and I I play decks that either play solitaire for color reservoir. Or interact you to death. Just got control. (laughs) I'm still going to
1: classify that as midrange. What? Your deck.
2: There's no way. Who is that?
0: Don't worry about it. I I don't know. (laughs) Why does this always happen where we get like little... Well, I mean, this is the second time, but at least this time it wasn't a former (laughs) co-host.
1: Anywho So I mean it's just oh. the same old deck that we've been seeing It just now has gearhawks.
2: And it doesn't have Languish yep. well, Not having Languish is actually super relevant For this deck in the current meta If this deck had Languish still I think it would be one of the decks to beat for sure Listen, Obviously I know- it's still good It made top 8 But I think it took Tyson. a significant Tyson. blow what? Tyson
0: This isn't actually the podcast This is an intervention You need to let Languish go Languish is gone you need to let it but go. But it was so close. But I'm going to gonna hold on to it. These decks still work, okay? These decks still work. My deck still works without but it. But it. it's not as I good. In, I put in Flaying Tendrils, for Christ's sake, trying and to it fill that hole. It feels
2: awful, doesn't it? Flaying it tendrils will never fill-, fill that hole. Yeah,
0: which is why Flaying Tendrils got taken straight out and put into the sideboard for aggro specifically. See? But listen, they will move on. We had a pre languish period Where control decks were good. Calling that damnation reprint. So, the last... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to throw... Okay, okay. (laughs) We're not even going to... Okay, we won't visit that.
2: Go on, bud. The last time the control decks were, like, good, before I built this thing, and it's actually pretty decent, (laughs) were... Return
1: Ravnica. Yeah, it
2: was RTR Block, which is our last time that we had Mm. four mana board wipes.
1: Yeah. Wizards has been, taken that away Which from also us. was Supreme Verdict, which was uncounterable, which is probably one of the better board wipes that we've had. Shh. What? Your uncounterable board wipes? Shh. What, you're upset?
2: I have to take a moment to mourn now, because I don't have Sphinx's Rev either. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dearly beloved. I do in Highlander. We are gathered Ooh. here today <laughs> to mourn the loss of blue-white control being good. Gone are the days where we can cast Quicken Cleansing, which would have shit all <laughs> the format. Are we, move
0: move it. It. <laughs> are we moving on to Sacro, or do we still have more to talk about in this chat? Um I don't think So there's... we
2: jumped on the four deadweights for the sideboard. Let's finish up going over their entire sideboard real quick, or did you do that already? No,
0: you already said it whenever I, we I, talked I, about the full. Well lesson. we talked about we talked about Ruinous Path a little. Uh to the slaughter is great because Ulamog, which uh, Well I mean,
2: there's no Ulamog in our top eight.
0: No, but we're just talking about local meta things here because a bunch of degenerates. As we're trying to say, we should probably explain the OtherWorks Marvel thing.
2: Eh, we'll touch on it at the end if we have time.
0: Uh, well, we got
2: we got a very limited amount of time, right? Which is what I'm trying to get to the red black aggro deck. Okay, 10. so the sideboard for the green black delirium deck actually looks pretty good. Tim went over it. He Minus got off the, the dead list. Yeah, the dead weights had to have been awful. Yeah. So here we go. Red black aggro. Ginger, I believe you said you wanted to read this thing?
1: Yes, I did. Uh, for the creatures, I 17 creatures, four Bumat carriers, four Scrapheat Scroungers, four Inventor's Apprentice, one Reckless Bushwhacker, and four Pia Nilar. In the spells, we have two Fleet Wheel Cruiser, two Key to the City, four Smuggler's Copter, four Fiery Temper, four Unlicensed Disintegration, four Incendiary Flow. Uh, lands is 23, 11 Mountains, four Swamps, four
0: Aether Hubs, in four forbidding ruins. Forboding ruins. <laughs>
1: forbidding my
0: shit. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> you handled that about as well as I did undoing bras when I was twelve. Cyborg. Don't ask why I was undoing uh, bras. T- um. <laughs> was it your mother's?
2: No. Oh. One reckless pusher. No, uh Two.
0: W- two call to the bloodline.
1: Four galvanic bombardment. Two lightning Axe, Two kalidas traitor get and four transgress the minds.
2: So this card.
1: This deck has the card I. Fell in love with in the um, in the spoilers, unlicensed disintegration. I think
2: card's nuts. Card <laughs> is very very strong. I so do. this deck is the only red deck that we have that actually has reach. It's got the four fiery tempers, the four unlicensed disintegrations, and the four. So incendiary that was equals. that only the creatures. Destroy a creature, deal three of that. Oh yeah, controller. yeah, that's right. Never mind. Shut up. So it's our <laughs> only deck with reach. This deck alone in Burn can do 12, 24, 36 damage of Burn. Yeah. Hmm. So it's got that going for it at the very least. If nothing else, you can just get a couple points in and then be like, 3 to you. Okay, got him. Um, it's playing 4, Bowmat Courier. This is an absolutely ridiculous card. The fact that you can go turn 1, Inventor's Apprentice, into turn 2, Bowmat Courier is really, really strong. Because mm-hmm. that means that you're hitting for 3 damage that turn... And on subsequent turns, you can just start getting more and more damage, obviously, by doing stuff. Um, This deck is also the only one that I think is playing Fiery Temper of our top eight lists that are red. Well, obviously they're red. It's playing Fiery Temper. So it's the only one that can take really, really good advantage of the Smuggler's Copter. Because you can discard the Fiery Temper to get three to the dome or three to something that would block... And then make sure that your attacks go through favorably. This just seems Yeah, nuts. it just
0: uses the Bowmat car- Courier for as much discard as possible.
2: I'm sitting here well, no, looking no, use the Bowmat the- Courier to redraw a new yes. hand.
0: Well, yeah, but you discard everything, cast whatever you can, and then draw your new hand.
2: I so- don't think you'll really be uh, can I- casting a bunch on the discard for the Bowmat Courier. So
1: I'm looking at this thing, and I, I'm falling in love with it more and more. Mm-hmm. Because it's like turn one, Bowmat Courier, turn turn two, Scrap Heap, Scrounger... Turn 3, Inventor's Apprentice, Surge your Bushwhacker, and just smash their face. (laughs) So the thing
2: is, it's only playing one Bushwhacker, so that makes it a little lackluster. But Bushwhacker does have a very good ability. Um, It's 2 and a red for a 2-1 with Haste. It also has a Surge ability, which is 1 and a red. You may cast a spell for its Surge cost if you or a teammate has cast another spell this turn. When Reckless Bushwhacker enters the battlefield, if its surge cost was paid, other creatures you control get plus one, plus oh, and gain haste until end of turn. Mm-hmm. So this deck can just get a Shoot bunch of damage three. out of nowhere by casting a one drop and uh, surging your Bushwhacker. yeah Because that's at least four just on those. If you have multiple things, it can just be like, hey, look. 11 an- on Anthem.
1: turn three. 11 damage up to turn
2: three. Well and so you can do the most effective way to do it would be turn one inventor's apprentice, turn, turn two, two carrier well Or I'd go with the turn two scrounger. I mean that works too. Because then you're still tagging for two. So you're doing two that turn. Then turn three, you oh, can yeah, play, then you do this the carrier you can and courier bushwhacker kicks. Yes. Which is whatever. So eh. two bushwhacker surge. And now you're going three 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 that turn on top of your other beats? Well, what this is, 3, 7, yeah, it's a
1: lot of damage. That uh, is, in fact, a lot of damage. And then you just play a Flint Wheel Cruiser next turn and just still bash their face in.
2: Yeah, alternatively, you can go the more conservative route and be like, you know, turn 1, Inventor's Apprentice, turn 2, Smuggler's Copter. That's actually what I was just looking at. Um, turn 3, you can play Scrounger Courier. Use the scrounger to crew the copter, get in there, and then do the bushwhacker the turn after that. Or the that. courier to crew the copter. No, you. the courier has haste, so when you're dropping courier oh, yeah, and scrounger right. both, you yes. want to have the one that can't beat. Yep. Uh, the
1: more I'm looking at this deck, the sweeter it looks. But yeah, it's just all there. Yeah, and again,
2: it's got a lot of reach by, you know using the Copter to discard these Fiery Tempers to get bonus damage in. It's got the Unlicensed Disintegrations to be removal that's damage, and then it's got Incendiary Flow that has Flex, where it can go to the face or to creatures.
0: So it seems like the most interesting deck we have is one that's just a little a little bit off the beaten path, as it has a lot of the same shit, but it's Rakdos instead of Boros. Yeah, well, it
2: looked at uh, the Unlicensed Disintegration, Went. this seems like a really good card. It also gets to play Kalidas out the sideboard, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's got the Scrap Heap Scrounger effects to just be really resilient to removal. Yeah, which
0: the great part is, uh, it looks like, yeah, you sack the Scrap Heap Scrounger to the Kali Toss to make him bigger, and then you bring it back. You can't
2: sack the scrounger. scrounger to that. It's not it's a, a zombie. Oh,
0: it's not? No, it's no. a
2: Construct, my bad. No, it goes into the zombie deck really well, but it's not a zombie. However, isn't there a card standard to make it a zombie? Mm, I'm sure there's one somewhere. I mean, there's that I one that recurs it from
1: the graveyard and turns into a zombie. Yeah. So, something I'm a little
2: surprised by about these decks. It's like... A lot <laughs> of these decks are playing the Fleet Wheel Cruiser. It's a 5-3. It's got Trample. It's got Haste. When it enters the battlefield, it becomes an artifact creature until end of turn. That's all well and dandy. Yeah. It's, it's a got to a Crew be... 2 after that. I'm surprised that these decks not aren't...
1: playing the 6-1 with Trample.
2: Yeah. Well, not the... Cre- not that one. I'm surprised six, six. they're not on the Impetuous Devils. What is, I don't know what this thing does. So, Impetuous Devils is a 6-1 with Trample.
1: I <clears throat> think it's
2: big. So a 4-drop. It's got Trample and Haste. When Impetuous Devils attacks, up to one target creature defending player controls, blocks this combat if able. At the beginning of end step, sack Impetuous Devils. <clears throat> so, this uh, thing is ball lightning for one more mana, but it forces a block. So, if your opponent has one block, you can just be like... And Petro's Devils combat swing force your only creature to block my dude with Trample. Everybody else gets in. Yeah, seems fine. That's a card.
0: I would actually be okay with playing that thing.
2: Yeah, like people were asking and my opinion. Get on
0: an email about a brew around it.
2: People were uh. asking <laughs> my opinion on Oval Chase Dragster. Oh, that—that's a six-six one, right? It's the six-one.
0: Yeah, it's the 6-1 with Trample. Obelchase okay.
2: Dragster is a worse Impetuous Devils. Yeah. It's a 6-1 Trample, Haste with Crew-1. Like, I say it's worse because it doesn't have the bonus text of forcing blocks. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, that, there's an the argument that it could sacrifice be... sacrifice itself. Right. But when I'm in the market for a card like that, I actually would rather play the Impetuous Devils over the Oval Chase Dragster or the Fleet Wheel Cruiser. Also, the fact that you have to sacrifice that in turn will... Make
1: your opponent be like, okay, he's sacrificing, I'll just take it all. And yeah, well, not-
2: the thing is, they can't just take it. They You force a block with it.
1: Oh, that's right, never mind. Yep.
2: So, like, you're losing it anyhow, but you're taking something down with it. And then probably trampling over. Right, because it's six. Like, it's probably gonna trample. So you're forcing trample damage through, you're forcing a block. It sacks itself at the end of the turn, which is really good with our Scrap scroungers. Yeah. Because then you just exile it to it if our Scrounger dies, too. Also,
1: something nice of note with that is it's on turn four, which you can make their Advocates
2: block before they get big. Yep. So you can still trample over for three through an Advocate or things like that. I really, really like Impetuous Devils. I am a little surprised that these aggressive-type decks aren't playing it. But at the same time, I guess the 5-3 is relevant because it doesn't die to as much. But they're both going to die to the same removal realistically at the end of the day. Grass. Yeah. Yeah, they both die to grass. They both die to harness Lightning. Um, both of them dodge Stone. They both eat it to, uh, you know, Unlicensed Disintegration. To they die to a lot of things. Yeah, they both die to all the relevant instant speed removal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they both catch it to Skyweller shot. So how much time do we have left?
0: Hmm? Oh, we got a couple minutes. Well, okay. A couple. I'm going to I'm going to
1: ask you both about this since I'm sitting here looking at all these red decks and red black decks and stuff. Uh-huh.
2: Okay. Grixis tempo. Is it possible or Grixis midrange? In current standard? Midrange probably I don't think tempo decks really have the tools to exist. They haven't for some time. We don't have bolt. We don't have good card draw. We don't have like super good um counter spells or removal in the format. Like, what's your wing comm? What's your beat stick? I don't know. Storm Chaser Mage? See,
1: so yeah, that's where my question comes in. Is Grixis Temper or Grixis Midrange?
2: Grixis Midrange is probably better. Um, Storm Chaser Mage did slot into that blue-red uh, burn deck.
1: The Thermo Alchemist one. Yeah. That derpy thing. Oh, that deck is so weird.
2: But, like, we don't have cheap effective counter spells. We don't have cheap effective removal. We don't have good card selection. The discard's not super great for a deck like this. Uh, <laughs> so I don't think Grixis, Grixis Tempo is well positioned. Grixis mid range is probably fine, because you can just play...
1: Like, unless Unlicensed, Disintegration, Revolutionary, Rebuff, uh, Grasp of Darkness.
2: Kali's Haas. Yeah. You can um, play the Blue
1: Hulk to flash back a Grasp of Darkness. See,
2: so that's feeling a little more on the controller side than the mid-range or, I side. I guess that's... Yeah, that is, more that on is the mid rangey yeah. side, I'd probably be looking at, like... Unlicensed um, Disintegration, some Scounders, some Amalgams. Just like, good value stuff like that is where I'd be looking at mid-range. Like, if I wanted to play a Grixis mid-range deck, I'd play Grixis Emerge. Yeah. Yep. I
0: hate you both. Why? Why? You were talking about before this how great the Grixis it, it Merge deck looks. Look. This look deck
2: does look sweet. So, And why? I think if I was going to look for a Grixis mid-range deck, this would be where I would want to look. Because like, it's not a control deck, it's not an aggro deck, it's not a tempo deck. It doesn't really have a slot to fit other than where other emerge decks do, and that's in the like, mid-range zone. They're not super aggressive decks, but this one is probably the most aggressive of the mid-range decks, where it's got a good early game and then it transitions into a decent mid-to-late game. I, I actually think this deck is sweet. Yeah. And if you want to build this, I probably have enough of it from the leftovers of when I was uh, dirtling around with four <laughs> color emerge. I and
1: mean, you might, I don't know, I'd have to look at like, it. I know
2: I've got the Elder Deep Fiends, I've got Amalgams, and, uh, I may not have the Amalgams anyway, I know I've got the Crypt Breakers, um, the Haunted Deads, Neonates, stuff like that, that's all commons and uncommons. Like, so like, I've got your four Deep Fiends, and I've got your three Kozileks Returns. Those There's are your the full deck. Yeah, There's the a full deck. Yeah. I don't even care. I mean, I have a lot of the other stuff too, but that's all like commons and uncommons and random jank. All right.
1: Does look like random jank.
0: Yeah. All right. So is that all we got for this week? I think that's
2: it for this week. We're trying to keep it a little shorter.
0: Yeah, with the with the whole video thing, we're trying. This is basically an experiment. So uh, if the experiment works the way I think it will, uh, the podcast will be able to go back to normal length. But for this week, we just want to be safe and make sure you get the uh, decent product coming out to you. That's right, folks. but uh, we got no emails, so we don't have to talk about that. As for our brews, we'll do the brew next week. That is the not uh, the the colorless, colorless,
2: well. the colorless the not devoid colorless decks. Yeah, the,
0: but it's not deal. it's not budget, so we can do. It's not
2: strictly not devoid.
0: the The context is.
2: Little You probably no want as little devoid as possible.
0: Yeah.
1: And I like I came up with a deck that I think should have saw more play,
0: but it has a lot of devoid in it. You know, I was a little. Until I found out Etherhub Hub was a card, and now I don't feel too bad about it because it opens up a merge. You can still go mostly colorless and have a merge cards with Ether Hub.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I'm kind of excited about what I'm going to come up with that. I haven't started yet, but I will.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can emerge right? I'm at Mattery Shapers. That's good, I hear.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or fellow Familiars. That's yep. also good. Yep. Just so. play Reality Smasher and thought that's here. You God won the damn game. it. Yep. You just won the game. All right. Well, that'd, that'd be it. I
2: am Tim. Goodbye. I'm Jinji. Bye. Tyson. Bye, guys. Just play Reality Smasher.